Warning, ProTri News is a podcast with different opinions, knowledge and possibly fake news about triathlon racing. This is not for the faint of heart. If you get offended or hurt by what is said, please stop listening and go listen to some uplifting meditation music or just go work out, then try again. Hello and welcome back to another episode of ProTri News. I am your host, Kyle Glass, joined today by Pat and Mark. How are we doing today, boys? Well, this is a little hectic for me because, you know, uh, we are recording on Tuesday and this is my work day. And so I'm going to try and flip my cell phone over. I'm not going to open up my emails and I'm just going to focus on this week's show because obviously I think we've got a fantastic uh, recap if we look behind us and then we've got a, a great week if we look forward. So I'm, I'm super pumped. And I'm super tired. I can't actually see you on the screen, Carl. It's a shame. I um, oh, yeah, I drove back fifteen odd hours from the other side of Berlin today. Uh, yesterday, got in at two in the morning, and I went to work at seven o'clock this morning. So I'm in uniform, sat here. Sorry, boys. And to be honest with you, I underestimated the the sheer workload that executing sub eight would to take, and I'm pretty tired, but I'm good. It was amazing. So yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm we... currently on my lunch break from work, so we got to bang it out. Can we talk about one non-work-related, non-triathlon-related thing that I think is kind of, you know, current events, but it's worth, Mark, you made me think of it, just given your service. Yeah, yeah. I saw Top Gun Maverick last night, and it was... Apparently, it's amazing. It's incredible. It's pretty good. Kyle, you saw it? Yeah, I saw it. I saw it opening weekend. I was, I went went a Monday evening showing at 6 o'clock, and it was... uh, I'm still kind of buzzing from it. So, yeah, if you haven't seen it, uh, can't recommend it enough. Everyone says this. It's amazing. Like, yeah. everyone says it was just incredible. Yeah. It's like oh, Tal- right, Talbot's like, favorite movie. He went opening night and he was like, this is incredible. I've never seen a movie it was, that is I, as good as the original. That makes I, me I, that makes me less sure I'm gonna like it. I'm telling <laughs> you, normally I don't get on board on the Talbot uh, or Kyle hype train too often, but this was, um, I'm, I'm fully, I'm all aboard on this one. Excellent. Well, hype train that I hope everyone gets involved with is Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is a great way to measure your biometrics for uh, everything that's going on inside your body while you're training, while you're racing, or if you're just trying to get back in shape. I know a lot of people during the pandemic kind of got outside of the groove of things. Go get your biometrics read and then kind of dedicate four to six to eight weeks to uh, bettering yourself and then go back and get tested again and see if things are different, better or worse. Um, and kind of go from there. I'm going to get tested again here in the next couple of weeks um, as we end our partnership with them, just to kind of see how things have changed over the last eight weeks since we've been partnered with them. And I've actually arranged to get mine sorted over this side of the pond. So I'm going to get some done um, just because I think it's something you can control and look at a little bit. So yeah, I am actually going to do it. I'm, I'm sold. I'm, I'm quite looking forward to it. I nice. love it. Well, let's get into the racing from this weekend. It was kind of a... Uh, uh, a big weekend of racing. We can get started, I think, with uh, sub seven, sub eight. Since Mark, you were there. Honestly, how was, how was your time? Honestly, it was utterly brilliant. I can't, I can't tell you how much fun the whole process was, from like the build up, the team atmosphere, the banter between the teams, but then the camaraderie in the teams, the technicality of it, the complexity of it, the hosting, the venue, then the broadcast quality. I mean, yeah. we'll cover that. I'm sure, like. We've never seen the quality like that, even Super League. It, not yep. close. Um, it was brilliant. 
and I was a skeptic, as we all know. Like oh. I've not, I've not hidden that. I, I don't, you know, it's not a comparable record. It's not pretending to be. It was a standalone event at the moment to see if something could be done, and it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty impressive to watch, like the live stream from over here. Obviously, it was like in the middle of the night, so I was like, I got back from a wedding, and I'm like laying in bed, I'm like trying to watch it, and then I fall asleep for a little bit, and then I wake up again, watch a little bit more. Um, I thought the coolest part probably was the bike even though it is like the drafting thing and everything like that and everyone kind of wants to put an asterisk there because of the the bike but well they've got the teams work yeah so you put an asterisk there like it's not comparable quite clearly but very few triathlons are comparable you go a massive downwater swim in Cozumel well you can't compare it to Ironman UK they're not but they're not even trying to compare it no Um, they're just going to the human limit yeah so uh, as predicted, and as as I said, that Joe Skipper bike train was incredible. So to give you some perspective, though, Joe Skipper averaged three hundred and five watts for that for the entire bike leg, whilst of not being able to break position at all, and while staring at a wheel in front, he said he almost got dropped towards the end. It was one of his hardest rides wow. ever in an Ironman. Cat pushed um, seven watts less than her Ironman power PB, which means that. Uh, at the Ironman World Champs, only Daniela could have ridden that. All they did though was go much faster because of it. Like, and the speed was nuts. Joe's team averaged fifty five point two k an hour, like thirty four point something miles an hour. That <laughs> madness. Um, uh, you've got to think that. Uh, so let's talk men. Like the you know Christian one, he's amazing. He's incredible. Yeah. He's he's his sort time. Of his time was forty eight minutes for the swim, three twenty four for the bike. 2.30 for the run for a time of 6.44.25. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I must admit, I think Olav, and we're great bands with Olav all week, I think Olav probably has to concede that a fit Alastair Brownlee or Jan, someone like that, would have beat Christian given the tactics used if they were on the back of Joe's train. Because Joe lost five minutes base part of in the swim. Right. Which Alistair turns into a two-minute advantage. Suddenly, he's Suddenly, Alistair's like, 12 minutes ahead off the bike mm-hmm. so i think olav and that they're, they're playing it's you know well oh, this is cool they had all these apps and they had everything built but actually i think that they got a little bit lucky that yeah. joe's swim is just not what it was but joe committed to doing this race the friday before so what like eight, eight days. days before <laughs> madman absolute madman yeah and he was brilliant his run was good his bike was good his swims wasn't great but yeah it was cool they were they was just super I- fast all day I want to clarify. I re-listened because I wanted to hear everything that we said last week about sub seven, sub eight. And, you know, I made a claim, right, that Joe's team was going to put a lap into Blumenfeld on the mm. bike. Now, technically, they he did. did. He was just but- so far behind out of the swim. Um, you know, he didn't he didn't overtake that. So, I, Mark, is it is it is it OK to say that? Joe had a worse swim than we thought he would have had than predicted. Yeah, I think so. So um, I think Christian had a very clever wetsuit that had a lot of development and tech put into it that helped. And I think he was paced very well. And Alistair did the job, but they they'd only got to practice like, you know, the morning of Alistair and Joe never practiced that. Um, so I think he was helped by a little bit of tech and a bit of training on that front. And then Joe didn't have the best swim. The swim was actually quite slow. So it was actually, unfortunately, into basically a headwind, the swim. Okay. So on all the sides, the swims were actually slow. Christian swam better than a 48 because he was paced by a very good swimmer in a very thick, mm-hmm. heavy wetsuit. So I think in a normal, calm swim, he was more like a 46. So, yeah, yeah Joe Joe didn't swim great. But, you know, Joe, it's, Joe, it's, not, it's not his thing, is it? 
And what did, you know, obviously I thought the the bike packs just looked super cool. Um, for the people that were the pacers on the bike pack, just yeah. for the men, what were the takeaways? What was everybody saying? Well, you know, like, I mean, what... they loved it, by the way. Yeah, like, I bet. <laughs> these are world tour riders. This is Alex Dowsett, the likes of. And he, hey, he's a real gent. We should try and get him on sometime because he is so mm. funny, really kind, nice guy. But he was like, he just loved it. Like, they ripped around at 55 plus K an hour. They did a 57 K an hour. They were flagging a little bit. So Alex sat on the front and did an entire lap on the front on his own. Banged out 450 watts after having ridden 112 miles. And he averaged 57 K an hour as for like a seven minute turn on the front. <laughs> sure. That's insane. As you, as you do, boys. Don't worry about it. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the paces were averaging like 350 watts, you know, for, for the entire ride. Madness, mate. They loved it. They found it really good fun. There were a couple of near crashes. Christian almost had a crash. I don't know if you saw that. There was touching wheels and stuff. And I think Dowsett also had one where, because they were doing half laps where they could swing off on the bank. Yeah. He swung off and he came to drop into the pace line. He was coming a bit fast. And he like jackknifed his bike, skipped, and he like came in. But for those, for him riding World Tour Peloton, he didn't even remember it happened. I looked at it and thought it was incredible. Yeah. It was such a near miss. Yeah. He didn't even register. No, it. you. The thing is, Mark, and you know, it's been a long time since I did a bike race, but I remember this: is you have so many moments when you're racing your bike where you go, "Ooh, like had that gone a little bit differently, like that could have been bad." Yeah, but that's just something that that happens, and so like you don't. I think about that. That's something that Alex, when after the three weeks that he just did, he wouldn't have even been phased by that. Yeah, it's cool. He was funny all week when he like in his in the press conference. He was like, "Yeah, I just had a good endurance block for the last three weeks, ready for yeah. sub seven. It's just cool." And uh, what then the crack the run the Kenyans that were running for they were the nicest guys at this race. The two there was two Kenyans running for Christian. Only one of them ran on a day. Just f- so friendly and funny in the hotels all week. Just loving being there, full of energy. Both, yeah. both run a two oh six marathon, by the way. That'll do it. Yeah. Well, I guess. You want to you tell know, our listeners as well, like how much, how many Ks they average per week running? Yeah, like 210, 220K a week they're banging out is what their running is. They do sort of 30K a day. Most of it's really easy. So like they run some four minute K, just steady runs, which obviously when you're racing at 258, four minutes is really minutes. easy. It's like me running a 530K. So to our listeners, like just reinforces this notion that lots of your running should be easy. But they did like a... They went out for a steady run one morning to 15k at 320s, came in like nothing, absolutely nothing. They were so nice. Um, yeah, and then Joe, Joe, did we see Joe's sprinkler man with his Yeah, that his, was great. That was he had, great. A back, he had a backpack with ice water. It was a it was a weeder um weed spray, and they were spraying yeah. him the whole time. Get this. The Norwegians complained about it. Oh, because effectively he's getting a shower as he's moving on. Just because you didn't think of something, like they thought of everything else. They they made a bike for the whole thing. They had two years to plan it, and they that Joe's lot came up with one thing they didn't, and they complained. <laughs> That's pretty weak sauce. Oh, so, Olaf took it. We gave him some shit for complaining though, and he took it. He's he's a he's a nice guy. He's got really yeah, yeah. They got like, you. They honestly, got, complained. The, the low tech. It's like. Bro, it's 25 bucks at the hardware store. They pulled one over on you, dude. Come on. I know. Come Just on. roll with it, lads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. it was yeah. cool. I um, saw it. I was like, oh, that's gold standard, that. Are, are I thought we... the other cool thing was Kdex. Everyone on Christian's yeah. team, everyone was on the Kdex, which I thought that was pretty pretty I, legit. I want to give you yeah, I want to give the audience probably an understanding of how hard that is to do, actually, in this current climate. 
So I don't think people can appreciate uh, the supply chain shortage that has absolutely clobbered the bike industry. Um, and given some of my touch points that I have in this in industry with cycling teams, um, to get the seven or eight KDX bikes with the components, with the wheels, uh, this is no, this is no easy feat these days. Uh, so, so shout out to, you know, Christian and his partners for, for getting everyone tooled up. Cause, cause that, that's a massive investment. I completely agree. And their, their mechanics helped me out during the week. They had a couple of KDX mechanics there. They yeah. were always helpful. It was yeah. very like, it was a very supportive environment. And it was yeah. it was kind of showcased on what like triathlons all about. Everyone helped each other. <clears throat> there was, can we borrow this? Can we lend that? It's no drama. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I had any money to spend in the world. That's the bike I would pick. Having, I'm not sure how fast it actually is. Um, so when it when it goes to market, I'm not sure I'd be riding it personally. The, it, there's a couple other things that are interesting to me about that. I I want to spend a little bit and just kind of pat Joe Skipper on the back for a minute and say like, dude. To come within three minutes of Christian, yeah. given the, the week's notice that you had, um, oh. you know, pretty, pretty mind blowing. And and as Talbot would say, hats off. I'm going to tip my hat to him because, uh, you know, when he got passed and there was, you know, 20 some Ks left in the run, I thought, oh, man, like this could be this could make for some ugly TV. He could just trot in now. Um, and, and I think he gave it his best effort. And, and, and I think he should be applauded for that. And it, it made it made for a nice event. Yeah, yeah, and he um, he joins Kat's team in the after party as well. So um, a lot of Nicholas' team rode home from the track straight afterwards. Christian had his tri suit on. He put a new tri suit on and he sipped a bottle of water. And the two British teams, well, one of Kat's pacemakers had to get taken home um, to be put to bed at six o'clock because she got too drunk too quick. Joe Skipper <laughs> put away about nine beers at the after party, and it was just like a, it was that oh. horrible cliche Brits on holiday. Yeah, like, like white string vests and tattoos everywhere. It was so bad. It That's was really great. good. And then onto the women's race. It was a cool. I mean, exciting. Like that made for great viewing. They got out of the swim. Nicholas set out quite fast. We had a little SJ Walker who um Sarah Jane Walker, South African ITU style athlete, did an amazing job on the swim and just crept the pace up. Cat took the lead. Then her t Nicholas team rode much better than I thought they would. I was really, really impressed by the individual efforts in her team. And they held the gap to about four minutes and they even reeled a little bit back at the end. Um, Nicola rode a road bike, as we know. Like, I can't push a lot of power on her time trial bike. Nicola must have pushed real good power, like real good power. Um, I, go on. I mean, I'm still just in shock. I'm I'm looking at these breakdowns of their times right now, right? And And... Again, I go back to the previous show. You know, we thought Cat would be pushing it to break four hours. We thought that was kind of the dream scenario. Yeah. She goes and takes 10 minutes off of it. Um, do you know something that changed as well? So we were wrong. So uh, do you remember I said, and we all, we all assumed the limiting factor would be the paces? Yeah. Well, the only, the only team, I think, where the limiting factor was the athlete was Cat's team on the bike. So we didn't do that right necessarily. There's things I would change. We'd keep the same riders. We'd probably go with like more of a one pace line strategy and pull people out. And um, we would probably have to practice more time rolling the wheel. Dowsett gave me some good advice on how you do that afterwards. But Kat was actually having to reel her girls back. Like yeah. hold, hold, hold. Because a couple yeah. of theirs, like we messed up a change. So we went to pull a team in, but the team coming out wasn't ready. Mm. And it was two two ladies on the front. One of them had already gone in the pit. So Kat's then only got two girls in front. 
and they they just made the decision. It was just great to see. They went like, we've got to stay out. We've got to ride 5.8k. We thought we're coming off. And that was one of the fastest laps we rode. They just got back on and drilled it. And I'm really proud of that. Um, well, that sort of decision. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I think, you know, I'm shocked, obviously, that Nicola's team, um, again, I mean, what can you say? Like, they they exceeded expectations. Uh, I would have, yeah. Mark, all due respect, I would have never thought that Cat would outswim Nicola. Um, but so so Cat okay. really exceeded expectations there. But then for the way that uh, Nicola and her team rode, I mean, you know, made, I mean, hey, guys, yeah. they, did a, they, did a, they did an Ironman and finished within 62 seconds of each other. Is it's really cool. that simple? It's, it's it's pretty cool, you know. Yeah, I think it was two minutes in the end between the girls, but it was like, oh yeah, maybe it was that close. Yeah, and then the run was so cool. Like Cat got run down. Nicola went out at uh, oh. two thirty-seven pace, and given what we know about like the, how hard the bike actually was, it wasn't mm-hmm. like running fresh. It was running yeah. hard. Right. She went out at two thirty-seven pace, but we knew as she was catching, like the gap, the the rate of catch was slowing down. And cat never fades, like just doesn't fade. So if you if you fade in the second half of a race, you, you tend to lose to cat in a way. That's what she's very good at. I don't know how, by the way. I've got no idea how she does that. And um, it's when she went past and Nicola just didn't look great and that gap didn't go out. And we had Indy, India Lee on track, who we've talked about as an individual athlete. She was the only pacer that swam, biked, and run. Her pacing on the run, I didn't know this part as well. It's something as well I I I would learn. Run pacing is a learned skill that some people have learned and they're good at. Now, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd underestimated the value of that. Yeah. And it's the idea of where you position yourself naturally for the wind. You know you're moving. You're not having to be asked. And when, you, when the athlete says up, like that ability to increase by one or two seconds per K is really hard, I didn't realise. And yeah. anybody can do it. And the other paces couldn't do it because I couldn't do it. Lots of people that haven't practised it couldn't do yeah. it. So luckily, when we made the pass on Nicola again, we had Indy on track who up. And she can up it by two seconds a K and she was beautiful at it. So Indy was like our rock star a little bit. Um, and yeah, Kat ran back past her to take a win. Another completely well, even splits for a 246 run. You know, look, um, I think fine, like in closing on this whole event, I think one, mm. obviously they, they smashed the broadcast. I think they, I would have never imagined that both teams would break their barriers that were set, right? So we had both teams go sub seven, both teams go sub eight, and then they both finished within a handful of minutes of each other. And so I think, and and the weather cooperated. So I just think on kind of all accounts, um, the stars aligned and and this event was cool. The only, the only thing that I kept thinking about, and I thought about this with tri battle too, it's I wish they would start it at we'll call it like 12 noon or two o'clock in the afternoon for the time for the states yeah so you get so you get because obviously the viewing numbers were where they were okay they were good they just it, it's like i was i had to wake up at four in the morning to to watch it right yeah and, yeah yeah and so it's like but there, you're like you know you guys get most of the viewing you know most of the big events are in no, your time of course, zone, of, so, of course. You know, yeah no up, basically no of course it's, it's <laughs> i'm not a, i'm not a fan of uh I'm not a fan of European football, right? I'm, but I appreciate that it's ex, it's been accessible in the states on Saturday and Sunday mornings because we're, you know you guys are playing in the evening and we're, yeah, we're yeah, able to yeah. watch yeah, the you're, morning. You're right. and, 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 and the event was finished by three o'clock, so why yeah. couldn't they have started at eight, nine? I, I just I, I think that that's something to think about if you're doing these big one-off events, and that was always what was cool with with uh, World Triathlon, right? We could do 
we could start Hamburg at two o'clock, three, four o'clock in the afternoon, and it would hit the European market and the US market. Yeah, and I can I, I actually completely agree. The one the one reason you don't do that is that Emily Meakin, one of Cat's Pacers, was able to get completely mortal wasted and try to lap dance the billionaire by six o'clock because she'll be finished yeah. at three. That's right. So shout out to Emily for being a complete legend. And That's right. she tried to it's when she tried to uh when she was dancing with Christian whilst he sat there completely sober. That was my favourite. Um, so that's a perk. It means the after party is better. But hey, let's move on from sub-8. Yep, I thought perfect. it was brilliant. Big race from this weekend was Ironman Hamburg. Uh, big victory for Laura Phillip. Uh, threw down a 54-minute swim, 430 bike, and a 245 run for an 818.20. Seven seconds off Chrissy Wellington's Ironman world record time. Also, some nothing to shake a stick at. Second place was Chelsea Sodaro with a 54 swim, 435 bike, and a three-hour marathon for 836, which is the second fastest Ironman debut behind only Laura Phillip at Barcelona 2018. Barcelona, yeah. And let's be fair, Laura Phillips Barcelona 18, I think even she would say was quite bike-assisted. There was a lot of pro men cutting around. She's certainly a much better athlete than she is now. Yeah. Um yeah, that 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 Chelsea Star debut is really wicked fast. Um, Kyle and I talked about this offline. Uh, how big of a warning shot was this for for Kona? It's not, but it is. But it's nothing we don't know. Like, yeah. bearing in mind, I say this from Cat. Like, yeah. she did this in Finland. She did this in Austria. Yeah, you know, like in races like this, where there's not a massive field and it's a fast course ish. Laura yeah. Phillips is utterly incredible. And uh, Laura Phillips will be utterly incredible if she's in Kona. I just yeah. look forward to seeing her there. And I imagine no one else looks forward to seeing Laura there more than Laura. But it's yeah. it's like an amazing result on a small field again. Yeah. And I really yeah. want to see Laura do it when it's... Because Laura yeah. could have taken sub eight. I, I imagine that was offered to Laura. She could have chosen that. Mm-hmm. But she needed to get her Kona qualifying. I'm not knocking Laura. Yeah. I just really yeah. want to see something big against big yeah. names at a, at a tier one at a tier one race yeah 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 and yeah. not to not chelsea sadaro by the way but she's yeah, on, yeah. she's on debut like yeah in a different it different different situation different, yeah, different situation. situation um okay so this what, would be what, a hard this would be a hard question this would be a hard question for mark because the yeah. amount of dms that we got of hamburg was more impressive than sub eight I mean, on paper, like maybe, but like, so Laura's. So what's interesting about it, right, is how close that race would have been. So they swim about the same together. So Cat and Laura come out the swim together. Yeah. You have to think that Laura can hold Cat yeah. and vice versa on the bike, from what we've seen. Mm-hmm. And Laura's run was about five hundred meters short. So we're looking at all the Strava. So she's got a couple of minutes there, mm-hmm. or a minute and a half, say, which means they're basically running the exact same pace having swam the same and they can bike the same and they can basically run the same. If you have to put them side by side on that day's performance, I, hey, Laura's, yeah, sure, you can argue Laura's is more impressive or you can argue Cats. I don't really care. They didn't race each other. Yeah. But what I would say is it would have been a mighty exciting race had they raced each other. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Laura's wicked. I, 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 yeah, I, I'm if, not, if people don't enjoy that yeah. more, then I've got no drama with that. Yeah, yeah. Fair play. Sport. Yeah, Kyle, I think that was a fair question. And, and Mark, I think the way that you summed it up was was fantastic. So, yeah, yeah, good on you both for that. Can I tell you one thing I did for Sub 8, just by the yeah. way, because you'll be proud of me? Yeah. The Cats team's out first onto the bike, and they had a car with a number board on the top of the car to lead them from the swim to the stadium. And it was sat about 30 metres in front of Cats team. 
the team behind had nothing. I got on the mobile and phoned the race organisers from the car and told them to phone the car and make it pull away. And the car pulled away. And after the race, people were like, why did you do that? I thought, because I come on this show and we moan about cars interfering every day. Yeah, that's right. And I just couldn't, I couldn't, if we have one viewer messaging, being like, mate, you were sat in the car right behind. Why didn't you say something? So yeah. I was like, oh, I'm loving this draft we're getting here right now. This is like 50 watts. But yeah. so I had to phone Trent and I had to say, mate, you've got to pull this car away. It's taking the piss. That's awesome. <laughs> gutted, gutted to do it, boys. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, That's so awesome. Hamburg was great. Um, yeah, Laura Phillip, I, you know, she probably goes into Kona as the favourite again. Mm-hmm. But let's we'll see, see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Is she... Do, is she going to do any of the doing? Like, presume she'll do Edmonton, yeah, so. Dallas. Like, she'll she'll the, the PTO money is great, isn't it? You know, you've got to bang it. So yeah. that's going. That'll be. I imagine she'll score monstrous points for that. She'll get her ten percent bonus on top of that. She'll probably move to be number one in the world, and then she's going to need to do some seventy point threes. Yeah, um, yeah okay. so I imagine she'll pick up one of those with a five percent point bonus. Then maybe wait for Kona, and she's dubbed done for the year. Number one, probably. Yeah. All right, guys, we still got a lot, of, lot to rip through. A lot to go through. And you've got not, not got long, Pat. We know you've got work to do, mate. We yeah. got Escape from Alcatraz happened this weekend as well. They shortened the swim because of the fog, and then it pissed rain the entire day. Did I? Sorry, I didn't see this. Did Eric Langston win? He did. He did. Yes. He did get the dub. Sorry, I wasn't. I wasn't really paying attention to it. I didn't. He did win. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we've been waiting for that. Good yeah. for Eric. Yeah, big one. Yeah, seven, seven year gap on on those wins for Eric. Um. So yeah, he's a. He's a fan favorite. He's a, he's a, he's a host co-host favorite of our of our show. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I've never met the guy. Like I I I just like his journey, and I, I admire what he does for for his partner, and then still racing really well. Like that's cool. Really good. No, yeah, him. it's um yeah. Eric 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 Lagerstrom and Paul Finlay are, are uh, amazing. So um yeah, yeah congrats. That would have been a fun that's weekend. That's really for them. cool. That's really cool. And so then he the got first, gone. second place was Jason West, third place Greg Harper, who let out the water, which was kind of a oh. bit of a surprise. Yeah, good swim. Um, ben Kinney got fourth. The women's race, first place was Jackie Herring, second place Danielle Lewis, who caught Jody Stimson at the closing mark for third place. That's that's. I mean, as far as you know, we're as far as the people we like to support and be fans of, they're pretty solid results. We love a bit yeah. of Jackie Herring, like yeah. Jody Simpson. Shame she got caught, but hey, I don't, I don't know. Lewis uh, and yeah, great for Langstrom. Cool. So two interesting takes. One, Eric Lagerstrom brought Ben Canute's reign of terror to an end at Escape from Alcatraz. He also, back in the day, brought Andy Potts' reign to an end. Ah, cool. Good for so, go. Eric. Eric can be known as the Kingslayer from now on. <laughs> Thank you. Um, th- I did see a comment from Ben's wife on his uh, Instagram that he was quite sick leading up to the race. So we're hoping that he starts to feel better um, and heals up quick. But I mean, Ben races an awful lot, doesn't racing, he? Like yeah. Ben races so much that it's cool because it, there's no way Ben can race as much as he does and start everyone in peak form and perfect condition. So what you can mm-hmm. say about Ben is he's probably one of those guys I quite like. They get on the start line at 95% and they give it a whirl. They roll the dice. Yeah. So yeah. Fair play, mate. Yep. Uh, races this weekend. We got challenge. Gerards Bergen. I've been getting ripped for uh, not pronouncing my names correctly. So hopefully I did. Someone get gave it. By the way, one of the hot takes was actually a really, really good idea. And there's a way they could do this. It was the PTO to do a name pronunciation guide. But <laughs> yeah, they could really do all good. the work for us. No, but what they could do is, you know, the little photos they have of each athlete. Yeah. yeah. 
you could when the next time when they record them next year, you could click on the photo and it could just be a video of the athlete saying their name. Yeah. Hi, I'm oh, Katrina yeah. Matthews. Hi, I'm Guaytes Red Fluffy. Yeah. Like what they do in the NFL. Bearers, that we, you know, we, we yeah. just butcher. That's quite cool. Yeah. So PTO, yeah. if you're listening, which you're not, um, that would be a really good idea. Nice <laughs> one for our listener. Uh, another big one in the USA, 70.3 Eagle Man. It will be the return of Sarah True officially. Uh, she said that flights were too expensive to go to Alcatraz, so she's going to be racing at Eagle Man in Maryland. And then also Sophie Watts, who was injured a uh, good portion of the season last year. And then for the men, uh, you have Ben Hoffman, Cody Beals, that's either got first place or second place every year he's raced. And then probably Big Mets will be in the mix as well. Cool. Mets is, Mets is due a decent race this year, isn't he? He's had a bit of a mm-hmm. probably a bit of a struggle this season, I would say, for Mets. He, he probably could do with a a win to, or a, at least a result to pick up morale, I reckon. Yep. Yeah. It's like we a got, sprinter pack when you don't bag a win in the first half of the season, it starts to get get a little bit tough. Yeah. Get a little yeah, you need a little Mr. Momentum on your side. Yeah, definitely. We got three big ones this weekend. We'll start it off with Iron Man Cans. Iron Man Cans is uh Pretty big prize purse, 150K with three slots to Kona. The men's race, you have Max Newman, who's two-time defending champion. Brayden Curry, who's racing, that's won the race two times as well. Uh, Tim Van Berkel, who's on a two-race win streak and has placed second here two times in a row. Sam Appleton for his second Ironman ever. And then the return of Pete Jacobs. Okay, that's a decent field, isn't it? Wow, those four, those front four are good. I, I was gonna, I was gonna kind of signal Kyle that we could kind of like ram through Iron Man cans, but then you just rattled off those five names, and I think Mark and I, our jaws were kind of on the floor. Like, this is a fun race. I think our jaws were on the floor as well. Didn't didn't Kyle do our um do our statistics on our listeners and realize we actually have quite a lot of listeners in Australia? <laughs> yeah, so, so we, we should probably lot. show this. We got to spend a little time there. No, no, no I don't no, know sure. how they still listen after what a complete <laughs> douchebag I've been. But hey, um, yeah, that's cool. Um, Braden Curie. I mean, surely, like after surely. the form he showed in yeah. St George, you would yeah. have to think he's favourite. Max Newman didn't have a good race there, but he's very capable of something. Um, no, Josh Amberger. No, Josh Amberger. He's in Europe. Oh, yeah, of course he is. Of course he is. Yeah, yeah cool. He's hey, doing uh, Roth, I believe. Ah, that's cool. If, if There's no live stream or anything, is there? Though? But I'll, I'll tune him to the tracker for that because I yeah. reckon that could get quite exciting. But I'm yeah. getting Braden Curry for that. Yeah, yeah. easy. Uh, should be on Facebook Watch, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Oh, cool. Okay, women's side? Women's side, we have Sarah Corrali, who won Ironman Australia last month by the skin on her teeth. And then yeah. Kylie Stimson, who's the defending champion. And yep. then the return of Radka Kaffelt. So I like cool. Radka. Yeah, yeah, Radka Kaffelt's cool. Cool. She's um, she was a very good seventy point three athlete. Has she ever had a good Ironman? She, uh, she DNF this. This will be her second Ironman. She DNF'd her Ironman debut in twenty twenty. Because she was a very good seventy point three athlete when Cat was starting out. Radka was sort of on the scene, and she was one of those ones. There's no way I can beat her. She's really good. Yeah. So that's cool. And obviously, her husband's one of the OGs of the Australian yep. sport. Yeah. So, uh, fun fact, Radka also in 2018-2019 was on the podium 20 out of the 23 times she raced. <laughs> Unreal. You can cherry pick races all you want, but if you're on the podium in 20 out of 23 races, that's pretty that's impressive. That's really impressive, that's cool. isn't it? Yeah, that, that right. I'm glad I was right. She is a good athlete. That's yeah. cool. So, it'll be fun to see her try her hand at oh, the Olympic distance. Podiums. 
wouldn't be wouldn't be surprised if she wins. Because uh, it's not like running the hundred meters at seventy point three. So much can go wrong. Yeah, like so many things can go wrong to be that consistent. Yeah. Anyway, let's go. What's next? Next is Ironman Des Moines. We have a hundred fifty thousand dollar price versus well three slots to Kona since it is North American Championship. Uh, is it? Yeah, uh, I knew it was big prize and, money. I didn't. I hadn't clocked that it was a championship. Got it. And yeah, Mark, I'm not sure if you've been to beautiful Iowa in um, June before. Uh, it will be incredibly humid. It can be insanely windy, and you know we've had delays here before because of thunderstorms and and crazy weather. So this, while it will not probably be very exciting from a terrain standpoint, it's, it's undulating in Des Moines. Um, right. This could be a very challenging day that I actually, I actually think this this venue could mimic Kona conditions more than anything between the heat, humidity, huh. and the wind. Possibly, it gets that warm. It gets that warm. Hundred percent. Yeah, it, it has. It's I mean, quite it north. It's like on, yes. the, on the middle, slightly north yes. of the center. Yes. If, if if you were previewing, if you were previewing races, I think right. most most people from outside of the United States would think that this is a a Northern hemisphere race that isn't, doesn't have a propensity for insane heat. Um, yeah. And, and this is quite the opposite. Uh, it it right. can be, you know, I, Kyle, you probably have a better understanding of if we're going to keep, if this will continue to be an Ironman venue for the future, but. Uh, so it was 70.3 last year. And then now it's yeah. an Ironman this year. And then this, I believe the North American championship is going to rotate between all yeah. the different venues. Whoever, whoever wins this race, this, there's no gifts here in Des Moines. No. Is this honestly the start list, though? Yeah, it's pretty weak. For 150 grand, you can tell yeah. you can tell how much is going on in our sport now. That yeah. That's the start. No offense. I'm sorry if that's yeah. offensive, but I mean, Camworth's not going to be doing that, is he? No, no he's not Cam, Cam's. Yeah, yeah he's, he's got to go back on to the flight back to Europe after. So uh, Tim O'Donnell, Andrew Lopez, Jesper Svensson, Matt Hansen's on the start list. So I'd be. Sure it's a home race for Matt Hansen, so him right, and his family okay. are doing that race together. Matt Russell, Pedro Gomes. We're it's not exactly. Trevor Foley, don't forget. Don't forget Trevor about our boy Foley. Trevor. I know. I was going to say it, but I didn't want to just sound like I was just shouting him up because he came on the podcast. Um, it's not – I mean, it's a, you know, there's good athletes there, but it's, you know, Cairns is almost a stronger field, and they, yeah. they've only got athletes from one country racing. Yeah, That's yeah, a lot yeah. of prize money to go between – not a huge amount of people. And there's the women's field. Sky's back on the start line. Great athlete, hugely credible. Els Weiser, I, I mean, she was at sub eight. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I saw sure. her. She's on a lot of start lists over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I don't think well, she's racing. I mean, if she is, she's she was in, I saw her on Monday morning. So, so Kyle and Mark, I mean, obviously, if you're on the men and women's side, are, Kyle, how many are they giving out three corner spots as well mm, for the women's race? Corner spots. Correct. Three and three. I mean, there's going to be some gifts handed out here along with the with the prize money. Yeah, I mean, you have to watch Lindsay Corbin. I'm sure she's looking to bounce back after a tough day in St. George. Leslie Smith, her Ironman debut. Um, Melanie McQuaid and Jenna Nett have kind of thrown down some good Ironman times, so I wouldn't be surprised if they threw down Let's here. Let's go three there when you've got Sky. You've got Is Rennie Kiley racing? No, she is not. No. Kelly Film has already got a Kona Q. I mean, they're, they're like Lindsay Corbin if she's there, Leslie Smith, Susie. If, I don't think Susie's racing. Um, Jen Abbott. Like, there are names there that deserve Kona slots. So it's not going to go to someone we haven't heard of. 
at least there's there's competitive athletes going deep enough. But it's it's a small field for a regional champs. Yeah, of course. And 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 I think this will continue to happen with regional champs. Yeah, of course. With more and more PTO races, this regional champs thing will just lose its status. Which is wow. tough. Especially because it's such I mean it's decent money. But with the PTO races, it's a million dollar prize purse rather than a hundred fifty k prize purse. So, yeah. Uh, one last big race: WTCS Leeds draft legal race. Cannot wait. Pretty excited to see uh, Vincent Louis can kind of turn the ship around after his race in Yokohama. I mean, all the hitters are a lot of the hitters are here, aren't they? Um, there's. There's, it's a great f- course. The course, as we said, is slightly different. We've got a Nib Duffy battle. Um, n- uh, sorry, not Nib. Uh, George Taylor Brown. GTB was out in um, sub eight doing some commentary. She seems happy, looking forward to race. Nib Ackland Casper Rappaport Spivey, really good. Hard run yeah. course though, so a runners race. So it's Gr- like a, n- a Nib. Duff- I think a George Taylor Brown Duffy sort of race. And it's a sprint, so it's going to be. Fast, yeah, super um, fast. And okay, one I think obviously Leeds is a super cool place to go for triathlon. It's it's uh, it is a triathlon capital, given that the Brownleys and and the that's where they live. But it's it's I, like a super cool place for triathlon if you know that you know you're part of the scene. So right. if you're an American tourist, right, and you want to go and do triathlon in Europe, don't necessarily go to Leeds. It's a nice place. It's right. not like going to Boulder. <laughs> Where there's yeah. cycling coffee shops and everything, and it's like a co- it's part of the culture. Yeah. But it is like our performance hub. I do okay, and then finally, I do want to touch on this again. I want to, the the viewers need to be watching these relays. I think with a little more um, yeah discipline in what they're trying to to see because this is gonna this is how they're gonna make world championship teams. This is how they're gonna make Olympic teams. So if you're an athlete and you're ranked outside of the top two and you get called up from your country to do one of these relays, this yeah. is your time to shine. And so it's, it, there is, I, I would, I would like to say for the weekend, I think there's more importance. If you're probably one of the big four, or big five countries, if you're U S great Britain, yeah. France, New Zealand, even Australia, um, this relay this weekend it has more weight and importance than the individual race. So if you, you're saying if you call yourself a bit of a triathlon fan and you want to learn who's up and coming, who might make the cut, who's trying to step through, this yeah. relay is actually something really good to watch. That's right. Interesting. I'll tune yeah. in. I probably wouldn't have watched it until you said that. Yeah, answer. and I think and, – and they will look at performances. So let's just say you're – we'll use a guy like we've had on in the past, Aaron Royal – um, he's probably not ranked the first or second individual for Australia. Yep. However, he's very dominant in the relay itself. Mm. So if he gets a call up to do the relay, he's going to give his like a hundred percent of his effort for the relay and not the individual race because that will, that he will be reliant on funding and com games or future Olympic spots based on that relay performance. Yeah, and if you're your US kit guy like Seth Ryder, I believe last year was their like earmarked guy for the relays. Makes sense. Makes um, a lot of sense. We got anything else coming up? 21, 21 relay teams racing the relay lot, on Sunday. It? So that's that's kind of it'll cool. be fun. It'll be fun to watch. Yeah, that's cool. I think um, um also something I, I tried to get Chelsea's input on. 
This is the first series race in I don't know, we don't know how long that there hasn't been a single Canadian uh, representation on the women or the men's side. Wow. Is that because they're going through a bit of turmoil or what's going on? I would imagine. And then there's this is, you know, I think if, you know, you, I, I, mean, I don't know the exact reasons, but I think the short answer is yes, Mark. Yeah, they've got this is this is higher level management coaching turmoil, basically. And then, you know, obviously, if you miss a couple of years of development, um, you don't have athletes that were taken up from yeah. the Conti Cup to the World Cup that are actually capable of doing the, yeah, the WTC. You've not, learned, you've not nurtured and looked after your talent. That's right. That's right. How sad is that? Hey? Yeah. Yeah. So that's for a really country, hard. a country, obviously, that's quite small, but has had fantastic uh yeah. Olympic performance, right? And they've have a gold medal. They've got a uh, silver medal. You know, it, it's a it's a shame. I mean, we're talking about an affluent sporting nation who have athletes in every single discipline of the Olympics, and they haven't got a single person at World Cup. That's right. That's sad. Yep. Okay. Well, I think that's all we got. So hot takes. I haven't got many. Um, just so people know, because <laughs> I love you jumping in and supporting. Joe Skipper um, bantered about me on their podcast that if you want to listen to a pod, if you uh, actually Tom Oosterdeck uh, said, if you want to hear about results and know what's going on, tune into Pro Chai News. They cover that really well. Thanks. Joe Skipper then said, if you want to listen to something before you go to sleep to get a night, good night's sleep, listen to Mark Matthews on Pro Chai News. <laughs> right. Guys, I love you jumping to support. It's really cool. It's, it's very sweet. Um, and he's he's mainly right, but we are actually quite good friends with these guys. It is just banter, so yes. don't take offence on our behalf. Um, we do, you know, Joe is a hilarious guy, and um, he's actually not that wrong either. If you want to get a good app workout, just go listen to Triathlon Mockery because you'll just laugh the entire time you're listening to their podcast. Or get deeply offended at some point, but one or the other, you'll it'll be an emotional roller coaster and. Um, that they yeah i mean they're what they are very good at by the way is those youtube videos that that they yeah. were banging out they're, they're the ones for st george the were incredible yeah and i think I, I bet you'll see some good stuff come out of sub eight that was there with his cameraman doing some good work there so that's can that's i share can i share a personal hot take and i kind of need some good luck for the week oh go on i have tomorrow i have to fly to switzerland because on friday i'm taking the uci agent exam so to if i want to oh, ever yeah. have uh athletes and in, in, in the pro cycling world um on the world tour or the pro continental stage i have to have this accreditation so i'm, I'm i didn't know that out, was a thing for yeah. i knew there was a football agent's accreditation yeah. i didn't know that was a thing so i'm putting out a little personal accountability but i do need some people to just send me good energy on um have you revised um i had i've made over almost 100 flashcards i've been studying them but uh, have you actually I'm terrified. Mark, I can't. Have you gone like highlights of pens, flashcards? No, this is this is like a for real. This is a for real deal that I've got that I need to pass. Um, so there aren't this. There is not this level of accreditation that's necessary in the sport of triathlon. But if I ever want to have a cyclist, a proper one, um, I need to get this. Do you done. have your flashcards right next to you? Can you show them to us? Um, I've got them right over here. Yeah. So, I mean, here's an here's an easy. Oh my one. god, he actually has. No, of this course. This is adorable. Okay. I have not seen this since I was sixteen. No, of course. I mean, I mean, this, I, I, I mean these are these are my flashcards. Uh, I couldn't do this now. I couldn't. So each each world tour team must employ how many riders? Twenty-seven. 
27. Yeah, I was, I was about to say 30. Yeah, I mean, it's, right, it's yeah. so, so guys, this has been no joke. I got a lot of stress in my life. Uh, yeah, I couldn't do it. And then I got to fly to Switzerland to just ace this test. I love so. this in this day and age. There's no way of doing that remotely. No, 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 no. You got no, to fly to Switzerland. I'm going to UCI headquarters. The exam supposedly happens inside the velodrome. So they're going to set up all the tables. They're going to do the thing. Um, How intimidating but, is that? I mean, I still have to fly to Switzerland. So, guys, I've I've actually I'm sorry, I've got a role. I yeah, cannot wait too, for boys. next week's show. Um, thank you very much. Nice to chat, guys. Good luck with your exam, Pat. Thank you. See you. Bye-bye. See you boys soon. Bye.